0: This is a Business Disability Forum podcast, sponsored by Open Inclusion, creating a more open world for everyone, from user insight to inclusive innovation. Hello there, I'm here today with Catherine Beavis, our Executive Team Assistant at Business Disability Forum, for our podcast series, Um, Who Are We? The People Behind the Job Title. Catherine, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do at Business Disability Forum and what your role is?
1: Well, it's quite a multi Skill task job I do I directise I um, answer I do main so front of house so answer the calls do any task requests that any team might want um, to have done including leadership teams so um, sort of a jack of all trades really
0: mm. and if people have been to the business disability forum offices before they may have met you because as you say you are front of house so yeah. you'll yeah. often be greeting people yes. and so. making sure that they're looked after oh of and course
1: and yes I help. Facilities and health and safety and on the yeah. first data as well. So yeah. it's quite, you know, what well, can be quite a busy task. Yes, yeah, varied as well, <laughs> isn't it? It's, it's very varied, do. and I can never be
0: bored. No. <laughs> and what is it you like most about your role? I think obviously well, working with me, but you know, yeah, other yeah. than <laughs> that, when I'm actually in the office, yeah. yeah.
1: No, I think it's the the, var- the varied roles I can do. So I can be juggling one on one tasks at one time so and and how to prioritize and how to time manage I think that is one of the things I like doing and I do love meeting groups I could do it all day you know I've, I've got this awful line when people arrive hello welcome and most importantly can offer a tea coffee water and that is my line yeah um, and I can't help saying that because I think that is the best welcome you can give anybody coming into an organisation you, anyway. Absolutely,
0: who doesn't want to be greeted with a cuppa? To be honest, everybody does, don't they? Thinking about your, your role at BDF, what have been maybe some of the, the things you enjoy most there or maybe some of the challenges that you've had to kind oh, of overcome?
1: All the challenges I've overcome... Well, I've, I've been here for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, there's oh, there could be many. <laughs> but a, um, quite a variety of ones. Not really challenging. It's just making sure I get the diary... The diary appointment's in,
0: you yeah. know, when a
1: chief executive needs to be, see, you know, see have relevant people. It doesn't matter how mm. important the individual is that the chief executive needs to see, or yeah. the internal meetings could be just important, just as important. Mm. And I think, I think one of my highlights, I could say, is um, last year... Is when the Japanese President's Wife of Japan came mm. with the Ambassador's Wife of Japan and doing, offsetting the logistics for that was, you know, quite, for me, quite a highlighted point. Um, what yeah. happened to you
0: last year in April? It's pressure, but that's exciting and it's. Yeah, and the drilling really goes. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I didn't. I wanted to be nervous, but I wasn't. I just said to the CEO, Are you ready to rock and roll? And she goes, <laughs> Yeah, all right. And I thought, Okay, you okay. want me to continue?
0: You? Thought, fine. Absolutely. <laughs> this is all about disability. Tell us a little bit about why disability is important to you, Catherine. I think it's part of me because I was born with it. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't
1: see myself having a disability. It's a long-term condition. Mm-hmm. It's something that happened. It couldn't help what happened. You know, and uh, I think people shouldn't be scared of disability or afraid of um, knowing how to manage it, and I think if someone has a, has got a disability, I think they should be able to express how they want to express what their disability is, mm-hmm. and no one should be telling them what their disability is. I think it's down to the individual to explain if they want to.
0: Can you tell us a bit more about how it impacts on you? Your, your, I,
1: I don't think it's actually me personally impacting myself. I just got on with it. Yeah, you know, I don't know anything different. You know, it's yeah. different if I was what happened to gain an injury or a condition or something, and it's just hit me like a car crash. Mm. I can totally understand that. But because I don't know anything different, because I was born with it, it's never been sort of a challenge. But I I think the barriers and challenges I've had is people outside my circle would see me different, see me me different through their lens.
0: Yeah. Do you think maybe people... Have a preconceived idea of what you can and can't do yes. and make that decision for you quite yes. often without actually asking you. Yes, and that's very frustrating. Yeah.
1: And I have to bite my tongue. And or not. Or the not. Case, yeah. You know, because I'm thinking, you know, is that unbiased consciousness coming through again? And it could be with the arrogance and ignorance of it because they haven't heard, they haven't listened to you, mm. they're not seeing what you can do. And you can be prejudged for what you can do. So you always feel you have to keep proving a point. I've always felt that the less I said about my condition, the less worry and barriers I used to come across. The more I told them more about myself, like the hidden stuff. People said, oh my God, she's got brain injury. Oh my God, she must have health, mental health issues. I'm like, I know, Yeah. you know. And so I'm quite happy to be quite open what my full condition is, but it's, it is, it's also backfired for yeah. being completely open about it than me saying less.
0: And that's probably because of people's preconceived ideas of what they think you can Look, and can't do, do rather than judging you on your merits and what, you show, what yeah. you've proven you can do. Yeah. And
1: so. I think for me, I think the key for me was um, starting work at a very young age,
0: mm. coming
1: from a working-class background, and it's all sort of like, I really want that dress really want that hairstyle? And Mum said, well, you better get a job if you, think yeah. you can, if you want all these kinds of things. I said, right. So I did. No one didn't think I would probably get a job. It'd take me three years academically, but before they do it, I already left school at 15 and I was already in a job. Mm. You know, so I was already out there working. You know, I was working for Woolworths PLC, the old yeah. grocery store, yeah. you know, working on the tills and not looking, you know, not looking back.
0: Absolutely. You know if you, if you
1: have a go and do stuff, then... yeah, you know, I just went for a thought, you know, I, I remember actually pounding, pounding around that day looking for that job, and he said, when can you start? I said, next week. And he went into the shop to get a pound of um, yellow bonbons.
0: <laughs> Who knows where a pound of bonbons will lead you? That's yeah, the question, but the thing
1: is, I had to stand and wait for the manager to come, and I was so hungry, and I thought, well,
0: let me just have one <laughs> Did of Did it end up half a pound? Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I put one in the mouth as he just come round the corner, and I couldn't speak because I've got a yellow bobble in my
0: mouth. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I'm not going to get anywhere there. But I didn't get the job in the end. <laughs> and is there anything that you do in a different way at Business Disability Forum that we support you with? So I'm just thinking in terms of your desk setup is slightly different, oh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, and these are small things, aren't I they? I mean, they're know, small things, not-
1: but they're very they're very useful for me. I have my text help device. You know, I have. My natural dragon speaking device. And also, I've got a flit switch so I can flitch from the switchboard to the textile to the natural dragon speaking. Mm-hmm. So that makes me even, make, makes me even more multi skilled and I can do my job more efficiently and, and more effectively. That, you're,
0: is your touch typing almost with the dragon? To, oh, yeah, well, you see, I've to... always,
1: I've always, I remember when i done, was it the RS yeah. preparation, preparation typing? Yeah, yeah. And the... the uh, Teacher was quite impressed. I could type one home thirty, you know, thirty words. Yeah. Now I think it's a bit different now when you work on the keyboard. I'm full. I think I'm a bit still tap type, but you haven't got that speed as well like I had to do as a yeah. copy typist or dictating and stuff. Do you sort of I mean? Yeah. but um, Yeah, I've always tapped away.
0: Mm. And you've got a different mouse as well. I've noticed. Yeah, and the mouse
1: is more or less like it's as if you're holding a. Holding a mug, yeah. Instead of doing, it's more it. upright, it's isn't more it? more upright, and that stops me from getting RSI. Yeah, you know, it's sort of, it's all sort of part of parcel of doing my job in, in in the right comfort in the right comfort zone, really. Yeah, you know. So, but in I, terms of
0: adjustments, it's really it's very minimal, isn't it's it? It's very minimal, and yeah.
1: like I said, it's I don't always necessarily use it all the time because I want to use. I still want to be more flexible using my hand, mm-hmm. and. Um, I sort of flip between all three of them. Really, it's kind of useful. <laughs> Varieties and <laughs> spice of life, yeah, yes. isn't it?
0: Is there anything that you would give advice to someone else in a similar situation to you that they would advise their empl- employer to do to them to help them with a certain situation? So you could say, "This actually was the big thing that helped me." Yeah,
1: I think yes. I think I think employers have to really listen to their employees. That is the key. And sometimes some employees don't really know what adjustments they need so like, sometimes it could be a lot of trial and error mm-hmm. and access to work should be able to help you assist you with that sort of thing mm-hmm. and it's also good for the employer like the line manager to also understand your gadgets how they work how your bits and bobs from that work because it just gives you more understanding how that person's working yeah that's what i would
0: be my advice and outside of work are there any Areas where you maybe identify more of having a disability where it sort of hits home a little bit more for you?
1: Oh, yeah. You? you go for hospital
0: appointments, yeah. you know, I
1: put MOT, you go for like your twice, you know, twice year check up. Sorry,
0: what's
1: MOT? Oh, that's when you go for your like oh, twice year. You go, know, literally yeah. your MOT, yeah. Yeah, okay, you, like, you know, your six months appointments or yeah. your yearly appointments. So I was
0: thinking it was like some highly technical oh, yeah. place you go to or something. No, well, no, like, it feels
1: yeah. like technical when you go and see <laughs> the neurologist.
0: <laughs> yes, that, that would do, yeah.
1: So I always make the bosses laugh and say, oh, I'm just going for an MOT, you know. Yeah. yeah, so that can
0: make me feel a bit more disabled.
1: Um, sometimes on the transport system makes me feel like that. And I think bit, especially
0: when you have a condition that doesn't change. I think, you know, there are some conditions that fluctuate yeah. and you can get better from it See, mine's, whatever.
1: Uh, mine's never going to really change. I just have to maintain it because I'm getting older now in, in the day. Yeah. But getting asked the same questions and sometimes I think, well, you're the top specialist, you've done a double operation, no, I haven't got polio. Do you know what I mean? They forget sometimes because they haven't read your notes and things like that. And you think, oh, I have to. And it's interesting
0: it... how you become the expert on yourself, don't you? So yeah. you're the one consistent thing throughout all your medical history. It's true. Yeah. You? yeah, yeah. So you're the one that's like, oh, no, it wasn't that, it was that. Oh, okay. okay. You know, so yeah. you become the expert more than the experts, yeah. I think. I mean,
1: enough. I think when that, came, when that happened to me is back in 2005 when I had a full tonic phase attack seizure, and I, can't remember, I remember having one of them when I was younger. And I remember this young doctor saying to the professor, um, I think we need to have a, give her an MRI, because I don't think she's never had one. I thought, well, when I was born, there was no ultrasounds <laughs> and no scans or anything. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. I was sort lot of, sort of told, like over a cup of tea, that, oh, you've got a the hole in your head. And not only that, you've got um, bilateral deaf clips of the brain. I thought, oh, really?
0: Thanks for telling me. Thanks for telling me. And it's like, oh, did that make difference to you knowing that though in terms of you know sometimes it's it can be useful to have a label attached to these things and sometimes you'd just rather not know and well I just...
1: think I'm, I'm glad I didn't I'm glad that young doctor did pursue that yeah because because if I had another seizure you know it'd all be part parcel, of parcel, a stroke because so that's what happened to me like when I was at Embry stage in, in, in inside my mum yeah I might have had a stroke at Embry stage right so when it's, that's what happened to the development of me when I was yeah. And then when I was born, or just after, I had a lack of functional brain. So it was two sort of car crashes, if you see what I mean. So I thought I'm very blessed where I've turned out to be, because it could have been yeah. far more worse. If yeah. my mum was probably told and there was ultrasounds back then, she'd probably have been advised to have walked me. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So
1: I'm glad I did know, so I know how to maintain myself, if you know yeah. what I mean, yeah. maintain the disability, because I think as a disabled person, with a long-term condition, I mean, even with a short-term condition, I think you have to learn how what's, what, you've got to learn how to maintain what you've got.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: To, to, you know, to get on with life,
0: to make get, the most, to make her. the most
1: of life, make make the most of your work life, social life, mm. all your personal life. It all falls in, in place, and it's mani- you know managing that, that work life balance really. Oh, other times when my disability or long-term conditions, I like to call it, is impacting me is when I'm going shopping. You know, the ideal when you're shopping for shoes, handbags, clothes. Mine was shoes, because I've got odd sizes. Trying to find a size four and a size six, and they're the most common sizes that always go. And so it was always finding the shoe first before I could find the dress, before well, I could do my hair.
0: And us girls, get in, shoes make an outfit, don't they? Exactly. You kind of dress from the shoes up, and this, this exactly. is a difficulty for me too, shoes. But yeah, yeah carry on. Time. And
1: I always thought, well... But the odd sizes i got left, I could never find my other half.
0: Yeah, literally, you do need to find your other half with the shoes the other yeah, way around. And I just
1: wish shoe companies haven't thought about people that do have odd sizes. Not everybody has the same size foot, feet. See, so I'm checking out your feet now. So you yeah, get. Yeah. My, right's the fo- my right foot is the size four and the left
0: yeah. is the six. Yeah. Actually, you probably do need to find an amputee out there somewhere who just needs one of oh yeah. one of each, yeah. and then you'll be fine. We'll be fine. What well, have, yeah. have you got this? no? Uh, what no. size are you? Well, I'm a, I'm better sort of a four, maybe a five. Uh, so I'm in the middle there. Yeah, I'm in the middle.
1: Which yeah, but you good. see, but you know, there was times when I think, well, why can't I just get that bottom bit off and get the same
0: the same size? And one size would be all right. So if you were kind of a four and a five. You could, could possibly. Get, yeah, I can stuff the other yeah, one. Yeah, you could find ways know, to work around yeah. that, but two
1: sizes is a big difference. Well, I used to, I you see, I used because I, I know I couldn't, f- sometimes I couldn't afford to always buy, you two. know, <laughs> two pairs. Yeah. Um, I used to try and stuff the other shoe up with stockings you know with stockings and tights yeah. and tissue yeah, tissues and yeah. tissues yeah. sponge
0: you name it yeah. you know it's just not comfortable though it's just it? not
1: comfortable well I can't really feel it with that foot but it wasn't that as crunching up the foot without <laughs> realising it yeah. um, you yeah. know NHS you know said oh we'll make you pair of shoes this fuck gives us a pro shoes that we could design well they didn't look, come out the same they're, they're not, not going to be the same, same as you same. would buy
0: you know so so that's a time that it does so you notice it yeah. yeah and it's a pain
1: the bottom. And
0: I have fun shoe shopping sometimes because I have, I'm, I predominantly wear flat shoes. And if you think about mm. it, if you've got an artificial leg, it's got a fixed heel. Yeah. So I'm either flat or I've got one that adjusts but mm. it's not so comfortable so but I don't wear that one mm. quite so much. So even just a little heel will completely throw my knee off balance. Yeah. Um, and then you're like oh, I really like those shoes. Like shoe shopping is quite mm. like painful for me almost. It is quite it's, like it's painful. you kind of like, oh but I really want those shoes You know, I mean, uh, uh, and
1: this football see, because I have spasticity my foot doesn't know how to always stay in the it's stainless shoes. Yes.
0: No, see, I can't wear anything that does isn't isn't attached to the foot almost, exactly. round. So, like, flip-flops, can't Forget wear. Forget flip-flops. Because I'd lift my foot up, and the flip-flop would stay. I mean, I've thought about Velcro underneath my foot before. Yeah. I know some people do that. But, it but just, it does, it doesn't, it's, it's not just quite the same. my
1: foot just won't sit in, Yeah. you know, with a nice sling back. you grip back. it with
0: your toes. Yeah. yeah. You would do normally, yeah. and I can't. No, There's I can't. no toaster grip. No. And also, I've got a slightly crummy NHS, slightly sort of, you know, like the mannequins in yeah. the very yeah. much like that, it's sort of a flat and I, I
1: remember these um, two gentlemen that could do the tricks of putting these insoles into your shoe and mold them in. Mm. They were fantastic. But then, when they said to, you, oh, when they said to us, well, the, there's no more of that sort of resource and it's comebacks, yeah, yeah. and as years and years went on, it was going to be costly. So I thought, i would just be better off just buying odd shoes odd sh- old side pair of shoes so what
0: do you do with the spare shoes well, I've got bit, so I've anyone listening who has a four and a six yeah. a four on the, the a four y- on the right and a, a six on the left
1: but yeah. in reverse
0: yeah for someone else and for so, in reverse so for anyone else,
1: yeah you know we can Just exchange we should get in touch you know, we can yeah. get, you know get, in, uh, get in touch and we can do some exchange yeah Um, I can tell you a little story about uh, this elderly lady that I'd say she's the elderly lady of the street and I used to take these odd sizes to the, you know, recycled shoe area. Mm. And brand she, new shoes, of course, never worn. Yeah, she's absolutely, well, I can't actually repeat what she called me when she kept seeing me, because she thought I was this, this young woman's got all these nice shoes and I'm throwing all brand new, these sho- new shoes away. And I said, they're odd sizes, my dear, I'm so sorry. I mean, you can take them if you want. And she's a lady of the street you Know mm. she was homeless, yeah, yeah. She would take my odd sizes and stuff one like yeah. I would do with the if I was buying the same yeah, pair, yeah. yeah. And she's well, if you're ever gonna be chucking shoes away like that, I'll always be here. So I used to sometimes meet with this lady and
0: give her your shoes and give her my odd sizes, She'd stuff one in the six, yes, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it was for me, I think at least someone it didn't go to waste,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, but then after all, I didn't see her again, so yeah. I didn't really want to think anything bad about what's happened to her or anything. Yeah. She so. just came in my life and for several months and then she disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Checking them. Yeah, another another situation where I could feel a bit disabled as they say, um, is when I th- when I was younger and I had to go for this neuro neurophysiotherapy and, and speech, twister, th- isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and, and and speech therapy <laughs> And speech therapy. I thought yeah. trying to do it all at once and I'm this is my best lessons in the class. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I just felt when I was going to this neurotherapy gym, I thought, man, I'm not going to the ordinary physio department. And the reason why I felt like a fraud and f- a fraud and a fake is because I was coming across young and old people right across the, the ages coming in with lost limbs for mm. all kinds of reasons. And I'm thinking, I know it's all new, it all comes under the neurology bag. I understood that, mm. and I I wasn't feeling awkward or anything like that I was wondering if those people felt awkward because I had my both limbs and how did yeah. they feel
0: do you think they were like going, look at her with her two legs how dare yeah.
1: she but the <laughs> thing is they didn't no they didn't and I, when I said to one of them oh I feel like a fraud I feel like a fake because I got open lips I said no you're not yeah. we both got neurology problems Yeah. and I thought oh and I just completely relaxed because you know the new, the new office, said, would you like the curtains pulled?" I said no no I know
0: I I never bothered too much. To I says I just
1: I said what's the point? Why Why do I need to hide when they're out there? I'm yeah. gonna get out there with them. It was yeah. a laugh.
0: Stumps out know? and everything. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But I learned
1: a lot as well from the stub people. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I just described <coughs> it like that. But yeah. They, so how they to describe themselves? Yeah. And it was you know quite a unique way of learning about how other people cope with their with their injuries or yeah. you know their lost limbs and the tricks and and all how there was stuff there. Prosthetics yeah.
0: And I mean for me when I walk into the limb clinic, because I walk fairly well and I kind of feel slightly. Well they sometimes walk but they probably will forget that you've Well and you see people in wheelchairs who maybe are recent amputees or whatever and they mm. sat there with their um, in a wheelchair with their stump on a stump board so mm. raised slightly okay, to yeah. make sure that mm. it's it's more comfortable and everything else. I actually quite like it if I've got a leg under my arm or something to yeah. kinda of go, it's all right, I have got one well, with me f- and f- I am an amputee. And yeah. you, know? yeah. you kinda of almost want to go, it's okay, it's all right, I am yeah, allowed yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And they also give you these really funny blue plastic bags. Why are they blue? They're massive. Do you want a blue? No, I think everyone will know what's in the blue plastic bag. Because I, I used to have, have, I like, used to
1: have leg sprints and arm sprints. Yeah. And they always put in a blue bag. Yeah. So I think some people used to think I was used to be a limbless. Yeah.
0: And they'd be checking you out. And I'd they be think, checking, yeah, it, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just think no. But it's these blue
0: plastic bags, and I'm like, I don't think I need that because I think people know. Yeah. I just, I just, I just
1: used to admire those people. Yeah. I can admire you? And, and um. Because there was also the other side that you know, if the muscle mass wasn't there and all this kind of thing, mm. it's not necessarily gonna they're necessarily gonna get, you know, even with all the exercise and everything, they're gonna will get gonna prospe- you know they're not gonna get prosthetic. Yeah. So I always felt I was very blessed and damn lucky to, you know,
0: have what you did have. I yes. have
1: what I was born with and yeah. hoped and managed to cope with it very well. Because um, I didn't like wearing the leg sprints and the arm sprints because I felt really restricted. Yeah. And um, of course, I never hardly wear them. Yeah. And then later years have come; they realised they were very restrictive. Mm. So. Of
0: course, the medicine changes as well, doesn't yeah. it? Or advice or anything. And, and the
1: way the techniques go and everything. And I was already I was already for techniques. You know, just like the techni- technology task force, so I was always ready for. You know. <laughs> A nice little plug. You know, I was always ready for change. You know. Yeah.
0: Because of your existing conditions that mm-hmm. you say you were born with, which you've spoken mm-hmm. about really openly, which is really, really fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Have you developed anything else as a consequence of that? Because this often happens, I find, with people with disabilities. You know, you suddenly go, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't develop this extra one. It's like we no, collect disabilities no, sometimes, but No, but not. sometimes,
1: I think sometimes I find that I, I'm more getting more flexible and more adaptable and i know how to do more things in more like a... Um, well, I know how to do that. Get, get how to get around things do you know problem me? solving yeah i'm always like how, well how can i get around it before it becomes an obstacle for me
0: i was thinking more in terms of physical is there anything yeah. else so like for example i've because of my leg i've now got lower back problems yeah I, do you know what i mean sometimes yeah, one thing le-
1: yeah if I not think, that's fine yeah there is i think i don't know if it's age or the long-term condition <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know i think all oh, we need the yeah. the fact I'm using my left side of my body more than the right yes. is getting a bit of wear and tear. Yeah. So I have uh, managed to uh, get something that's like my new toy, which I'm waiting to receive very shortly.
0: Tell me about the Oh, is this the scooter? Yes, but it's it's. It's not. not a, no, it's not just an ordinary scooter. No, though, is it, it looks can't. like
1: I'm at a bike. I just can't wait to spin it around. You know, you just and want to go zooming around the streets. Yeah, really, watch out, watch out, King's Road. Watch out, South Wales and the museums. Um, yeah, so I can't wait, and that's just to leave off the pressure, really.
0: Yeah, it's about pacing yourself. Sometimes, yeah, isn't and it's it? also
1: giving me that more freedom. I don't yeah. have to stand up on buses, you know. I don't have
0: to sort of. Um... So I wanted to ask you. It's kind of interesting that in some ways you have a non-visible disability, and in other ways you, at times, you have a visible disability. Mm. And how do you think that impacts on your life and how people interact with you? Um,
1: I think well, I've always accepted I've got both. And I'll explain both if anybody mm. is inquisitive. Yeah, this is,
0: a, this is a podcast. People yeah, if yeah. people, see, people
1: so, are yeah. inquisitive, I want to ask me the questions, you know, I'll explain. Um, how does it affect me? I've carried on as if it's not really affected me. I think sometimes it affects other people because they don't know how to approach me. They think, is she, is she articulate enough? Is she intelligent enough to have a conversation? Um, will she be able to get involved physically? I've tested some work colleagues. Yeah, I'll be in the football team.
0: Yeah. I've been in basketball.
1: I'll be in the basketball team. Yeah. But I don't know if my bosses or my line manager would have done that if they knew I had the crack and the hole on my head, because I didn't know at that time.
0: <laughs>
1: probably just as well, not As well as not. No. i wasn't going to wear no helmet on my head. My hair, dear.
0: You <laughs> can't spoil the hair, can you? No, 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 no. you got standards. got
1: standards. So um, I would probably test them on that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm a bit... I won't sound fearless, but I just...
0: I think, to be fair, knowing you a little bit as I do, you probably like to prove people wrong sometimes yeah, as well, don't you? There I is an element of that. Yeah, like,
1: there is an ele- element of that, but I think it's because that's my survival button, and I think at the yeah. same time, I think you have to show, put your cards on the table sometimes, and I know that can be risky. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it's in even exposing, you know, what you have. Um, like I said, people will take you for what they see through their own lens, no matter how mm-hmm. much you put yourself across. Um and I have to say well, just be confident with yourself and you know who you are and how you stand so
0: mm. okay one of my favourite questions if you could describe yourself in three to five words what, what would you what would you choose
1: tolerance tolerance I'm a giver I think I'm quite thoughtful and I can't think of the name but I think I've got empathy yeah
0: yep. you know? and I think I'm happy do you know what? I'll say that for you. You're always happy. It's always a smiling face when I turn up at the offices and a little chat. We like a little chat when we turn up. Oh, of course. I can't and help it. it. I can speak for England. <laughs> Slightly dangerous when we get together sometimes, oh, isn't it? <laughs> and looking at those words you've given me, and I've just written them down in front of me as well, just to remind myself, but you haven't talked about having uh, an impairment or a lifetime condition as part of that. That's not really how you identify. No,
1: because I think, because I'm that sort of a can-do and get on with it, not just avoid avoid it or deny what I have,
0: Yeah.
1: just the way I am, I can't really express it anymore. And it's the way you've
0: always been as yeah, well, yeah. so it's not... Um... You know, and if
1: I suddenly say to my friends and my family, oh, I've got a disability, they think, oh, what, what, what's wrong with you today? And they, they wouldn't they think, let you get away with it. No, they? because they think, well, you think, you know,
0: they think, well, what's, you know... What makes you so special?
1: Yeah. See, that's what it is, and I'm yeah. not special, and that's the thing. I don't think I'm special, I don't think I'm a princess, I don't think I'm a... What's the word? I'm looking diva. For?
0: Not quite, my cats are. <laughs> <laughs> Your babies are.
1: My babies, they are divas.
0: So you might not be a diva, but do you have any superpowers? Oh
1: yeah, hit my. this is where my dyslexia comes in, my autism. Ah. Due to the brain injury.
0: Yeah, and so what, what areas do you really <laughs> excel at then? What, what things are you amazing at? Organising. Delegating and timekeeping, as
1: in time management skills. Mm. And I think also I'm very good at remembering numbers, extension mm. numbers and things like that. Mm. I've always been like that throughout my career. Just people say, "How do you know that number?" You know, so I like, just do. Yeah. You know, I like doing Sudoku. I like doing word search, and I think that's
0: what keeps it all off. Mm. It's keeping you active as yeah. well. Yeah, I've got things. to keep that very active. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you think you, the sense of how you, your own identity, has that changed at all over the years, do you think? I think you're quite strong. You're quite yeah. happy in yourself, aren't yeah, you? you see, know, you're quite comfortable in your own skin. Yeah,
1: I, see, i I'm, I never sort of thought, I mean, everybody's told, oh, you shouldn't be wearing that, you shouldn't be doing that, and whatever, and I'm thinking, whatever. And I'm thinking, I just stand as I am. As I, like. I like to stand as I, as I am. Yeah. You know, um, I don't want to conform. I'm not an anarchist. I'm no. not. You know, I'm not. You know,
0: You're not highly rebellious, but you do have a little streak,
1: don't you? Yeah, I think you just because I think I think because I am different anyway. Yeah. I can't I can't be like anybody else because I look different
0: anyway. Who, who wants to be normal? That's what I say. I said, be born if you want to be well, normal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about your younger self, is there anything you would go back and tell yourself to do differently?
1: Just go for it.
0: And do you think okay. maybe you didn't always? Yes.
1: Yeah, I just listened to everybody, oh you can't do that, I mean, you mustn't do that, no, too risky, um, all that kind of thing, I do know if I should have just gone for it, so like I shouldn't have listened to my parents and my friends when I was offered, when I was about 19 years old and I was, got done a couple of times so I had a little bit of money aside and I went to the bank and they said oh yeah you can have 100% mortgage and get your own little flat and everybody says don't do that, it's too risky. And I wish I'd done it, because yeah. always, I've always been in employment. So yeah. I, you know, I, You'd have been all right. I would have been all right.
0: Yeah, I mean, hindsight's also a wonderful thing, I have Hindsight, to say. You know, but, you know. But sometimes push yourself and have that independence yeah. and believe yeah. in what you can do, do rather than believe. But
1: also be confident what you can't do as well.
0: Do you know what, sometimes that's as important, isn't it? To kind it, of know it, the things that you just really... It's, it's not just not like,
1: expensive. you know, me can't do my buttons on my sleeves on the right and I can't do a zip at the back of the dress.
0: Simple
1: as that. Just don't get them. Just, well, that's what I do now. But, you know, it's your favourite dress. You think, oh, oh, I'm quite... You're
0: you going to have to buy it, aren't you? Yeah. Um, but this, Or train the of, cats. Yeah, well, well. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, but I, I just think,
1: you, you know, I just wish I didn't listen to some people.
0: Yeah, don't listen to the doubters. Don't listen
1: to the doubters. Understand
0: your limitations, just, but push yourself to the yeah. best you can. And I'm still push. Because you've got to live your life. You've only got one. Absolutely, Catherine. Keep pushing, keep going for it. And thank you so much for your time today talking to us for this podcast. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure too. This podcast series is sponsored by Open Inclusion. Helping business be beautiful, inclusive and effective. Find out more at openinclusion.com.